this land is your land. Now us standing up for what we believe in, what we stand up for what we believe in, they don't like it. This week, they threatened to arrest me. Yep, they were going to arrest the mayors of those cities that stood against his evil racist immigration policies. But I say if you want to come arrest me, you better bring a truck for about 10,000 people here today. Welcome to KUOW Speakers Forum. I'm your host, John O'Brien. In this episode, that was Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin. She joined tens of thousands of people, organizers say as many as 100,000, who participated in the second annual Seattle Women's March. The day started with a rally of fiery speeches to warm up participants on a chilly, rainy morning. Toshigo Hasegawa and Dominique Stevens served as masters of ceremonies, Participants included Mayor Durkin and Seattle Council Member Teresa Mosqueda, Washington State Senator Manka Dingra, and Representatives Gail Tarleton and Christine Reeves, Washington State Democratic Party Chair Tina Podladowski, Washington Attorney General Bob Ferguson, and many more. The Seattle Women's March 2.0 took place on Saturday, January 20th at Cal Anderson Park. Please note, there were some feedback issues with the audio at this event. We did our best to minimize the impact. I am Dominique Stevens. I'm Toshiko Hasegawa. We are proud to be your MCs for the Women's March 2.0 in Seattle, Washington 2018. We are here. We'll be heard, Seattle. Make some noise. I need you to put both hands up. Both hands. Ball. So do we got the sound going? Can you hear us by the water fountain? Can you hear us in the street? Can you hear us on the field? We will be heard. The government may have shut down, but the people are at work. We're going to keep this show moving, y'all. So next up. So we're going to ask all of our indigenous siblings, brothers and sisters, the missing and murdered indigenous women, they're going to start heading towards the street. You're going to line up behind them. That's just for our indigenous family members. That's the only announcement for them. And we'd like to welcome up the Northwest Girl Choir. Led by Sarah Booz. They're going to sing a song for us, everyone. Thank you. We're going to sing We Shall Not Give Up the Fight. It's a South African freedom song, and we sing it in honor of all of you and what you're trying to do and um, for the country that we want to have. Hand, hand holding hand, hand holding hand, 
bond together with one heart, one mind, and that is how this march will be. Last year I was in Washington, D.C. marching with our indigenous sisters. This year it's good to be home in our Coast Salish traditional territory. And the weather's okay here. So once again, last year, we, I had the time of my life in D.C. because there was so much love. There were millions of women and supporters, the brothers, all came together, and it was the most peaceful march and one of the most peaceful times to stand united here on the soil of our indigenous lands. So once again, I just want to say welcome. Thank you to the indigenous women's here and our love and heartfelt prayers to the missing and murdered indigenous women. We stand with you. We ask for justice and we will continue to thrive. We will continue to be alive because in this day and time, it is time we stand together. ACM, thank you. Seattle, when it comes to legislation, majority matters. Representation matters. As messed up as it is in Washington right now, in DC, we had a very productive week in Olympia. So without further ado, I would like to introduce State Representative Christine Reeves. Give it up! How are we doing, Seattle? All right, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Christine Reeves, and I'm honored and privileged to serve as the state representative from the 30th Legislative District, which is South King County Federal Way. But more importantly today, I am proud to stand on this stage as a working mom of two small kids who deserve better in this country. They deserve the opportunity to have everything they want. And at the end of the day, I went to Olympia to fight for fully funding education. But let me tell you, when I got there, I found that we had so much more to fight for. And that's why I'm proud to tell you today, we voted equal pay off the House floor this week. I am proud to tell you that the Senate voted for the Voting Rights Act this week. And at the end of the day, when we know that the other Washington has to shut down with all three houses owned by the Republicans, that is not what is happening in your Washington. <coughs> I'm not here to tell you that I'm standing up against Donald Trump. I'm here to tell you that I'm standing up for every kid who has to know that they can grow up to be anything they want to be in this country. I'm standing up today for every woman who knows that her rights are human rights. I'm standing up today for every black person in America who deserves to know that their life matters. I'm standing up today because our country deserves better and you're gonna bring it. So bring it today, make it happen. Thank you for being here and thank you for having faith in your government. Thank you, Representative Reeves. It is my honor to bring up Seattle City Councilwoman Teresa Mosqueda. Hello, Seattle! I said hello, Seattle! My name's Teresa Mosqueda, and I am proud to be your 
Mayor of Seattle City Council, a win that you made possible. We now have a majority people of color and a super majority women council, and that's because of our movement. So it's been a year since the last march, and we've turned out in the streets. We've been to the strike lines. We have spoken truth to power and demanded accountability. And in the last year, we saw record numbers of women, people of color, trans and LGBTQ individuals stand up to run for office, and we won! But we know this is not just about the resistance. We must be the persistence, and we must be resilient because it demands all forms of action. And we will continue to take to the street. We will continue to stand in solidarity with our Native brothers and sisters. We will demand that Black Lives Matter. We will stand out on the strike line with our union brothers and sisters because we are only beginning. We will stand up to fight for the farm workers and domestic workers who are more likely to experience retaliation and intimidation. We will stand up with the retail workers and the restaurant workers who are more likely to be women in low-wage industries. And we will demand accountability because guess what? Time's up. Let me hear you say time's up. We say time's up when it comes to saying that child care and health care can wait. Health care is a human right, and child care should be affordable to every family. We say time's up because I'm tired of women making 77 cents on the dollar, Latinas making 44 cents, and our black brothers and our black sisters making 61 cents. That ain't right. And we finally say time's up in terms of harassment and retaliation. We won't take it no more. Women have always been the backbone of the resistance. Women are the backbone of every movement. That's because we get shit done. And when we organize, we win. When we fight, we win. When we run for office, we win. Thank you, Seattle. Please welcome to the stage State Representative Gail Tarleton. Good morning, Seattle. Good morning. Washington State. Good morning, America. We are on the move. Today is our time. It's our place. This is our country, and we're going to take it back. Last year, last year, we marched. How many of you in this group marched? We marched. How many of you stood up and fought? We stood up and fought. How many of you decided to run for office? We run. And when we run, we win. So we are going to fight. We will never give up. We will never give in. This is our place. This is who we are. Women are there for 
for you. They're there for all of us. They're there to fight the fights that nobody else will. And today, today, all of us, joined with all of the people around this state and this country, are telling all of those guys back in Washington, D.C., your time is up, our time has come, and we're going, going to win with you. March, 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 never give up, never give up, and we're gonna win. Let's go. Thank you, Representative Tarleton. Now from Truman, I'm bringing up Veronica Valdez. Good morning, Seattle. Way to show up. It is an honor to be here and stand alongside in solidarity to show the nation that Seattle stands up for our values. Values of respect, equality, inclusion, justice, and environmental stewardship. So thank you for being here. I'm Veronica Valdez. I'm an immigrant, community organizer, former Obama appointee, yes, I miss him, Truman Fellow, and I call Seattle home. I'm here because I care about Seattle, I care about this state, I care about this country and our future. Right now, my values are not being represented by the Trump administration. You see, I served in the Obama administration for two terms at the Department of Defense. I was proud to work on efforts like repealing Don't Ask, Don't Tell, opening all combat jobs to women, the transgender review, getting our veterans and wounded warriors meaningful jobs. And when the Gulf oil spill occurred, I was on the ground organizing town halls to make sure small businesses and local minority fishermen did not lose their livelihoods. I worked with the US Navy to roll out ambitious energy goals because we know rising seas really threaten our coast and that melting ice means major shipping routes are transformed. I worked on international issues showing up our relations with our key partners abroad because we want to remain the partner of choice. But this past year, it has been a struggle for me. I've watched the Trump administration put the transgender ban into effect defund Planned Parenthood, impose a travel ban, push to end DACA, hollow out our State Department, the very diplomats that are ensuring that our U.S. interests abroad are considered. They rolled back Obama-era policies on climate change, like pulling out of the Paris Climate Accord and holding back federal funding on science and the environment and refusing to honor our NATO treaty, the Article 5 treaty, and the list goes on and on. Friends, the Trump administration is not making us safer, and it's not making us stronger. Our rights are being taken away, 
are standing on the world stage is hurting. So we need you to stand up for our values. We need you to vote for representatives that stand for our values, and we need to work together and act now. Seattle, are you with me? I can't hear you. Seattle, are you with me? Thank you. Thank you so much, Veronica. Now, this is my honor and my pleasure as a Seattleite and a native to welcome our uh, first, our second woman mayor in almost 100 years, Mayor Judy Durkin! All right, hello, Seattle. Oh, come on, that's like hello, Baltimore. I said hello, Seattle. There we go. I wish you could all see how great you are. I'm going to take a selfie. We're going to post it so you can see how great Seattle looks from up here. I want to thank the indigenous, indigenous sisters that were here earlier fighting for their, their lost ones and their brothers and sisters. Thank you very much. We will reclaim. So last year's march was the ray of hope. We watched that inauguration of this president. We came together. We marched together. And it was hopeful. How many people were in last year's march? That's right. And then that hope, that hope became action. Now this is the year of action. We marched, we organized, we ran, and we won. When we run, we? When we organize, we? And when we come together, we? Now, as mayor, it has been the greatest honor of my life to lead this great city that we have. And the job is the most wonderful thing, even with the challenges we have. We want to make Seattle more affordable, more inclusive. We will stand up to racism and sexism wherever we see it, and that means including against the President of the United States. Now, us standing up for what we believe in, what we stand up for what we believe in, they don't like it. This week, they threatened to arrest me. Yep, they were going to arrest the mayors of those cities that stood against his evil, racist immigration policies. But I say, if you want to come arrest me, you better bring a truck for about 10,000 people here today. You better bring a truck big enough to take all these people with you. Now, I'm not going to back down. I'm going to keep standing up for what's right, but we got to do it together. This is one of my favorite t-shirts. And for those in the back that can't see it, it says, fight like a girl. And we're going to do that every day and every night. We're going to fight like women. We're going to reclaim this country. We're going to take it in the right direction. And you think you shut down Washington, D.C.? Wait till we shut you down. Come on, let's go, Seattle.
thank the mayor for being here and all of you out here. Thank you very much. Oh yeah, and I, you can so, we proclaimed it. We also proclaim the Seattle Women's March Day. Be the change. All right, thank you, Mayor Durkin. Thank you to all the organizers. Next up, we'd like to introduce Katie Holquist. Come on up, Katie. Hello, Seattle. My name is Katie Holquist, and I'm here with Outright Action International. I'm a mom, I'm a feminist, and I am a proud queer woman. Outright has been fighting for the rights of human, human rights of lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, gender diverse, and intersex people all over the world for 27 years. Today I'm here to ask you to rise up and stand with us, especially queer women and trans people, and to let you know that we will stand up and rise with you. I'm here because in 72 countries, same-sex relations are still illegal, with penalties including violence, incarceration, and even the death penalty. I'm here because in the last three months, more than 200 people suspected of being gay, lesbian, bisexual, or transgender have been arrested in Azerbaijan, Egypt, Indonesia, and Tanzania. Boo. I'm here because 75,000 LGBT immigrants are still waiting for a DREAM Act so they can have a safe and legal path to citizenship. And I'm here because since the presidential election, there has been an attack on LGBT rights from judicial nominees to attempts to ban transgender troops to placing quote-unquote religious liberty over the rights of LGBT Americans. And globally, the U.S. is no longer reliably speaking up for human rights or international cooperation. This must change. There are a few pieces of good news. In November, we elected Jenny Durkin, our first woman mayor in more than 90 years, and our first openly lesbian mayor. Thank you, Seattle! Washington State recently passed a new rule to simplify the process for people to change their gender on their birth certificate and offer a third gender option. We are one of only three states to take this step. Thank you to the advocates and organizations in our community who made that possible. And at the international level, 26 countries now have marriage equality for same-sex couples, including most recently Australia and Costa Rica. But these steps forward only happen because you and we organized, we voted, and we demanded them. And the violence and discrimination that LGBTIQ people still face, especially queer women and trans people, will only stop if we demand it. When LGBTI people cannot count on the US to be a force for human rights in the world, then we must stand up for them. We need to fight for our rights in the US, and we must fight for women and LGBTI people globally. We cannot do one without the other. 
That's why Outright will never stop fighting for equality and freedom for all LGBTIQ people everywhere. And we will support our partners here in Washington State who are doing the same. I am so proud to march and stand with you. Thank you for standing with us. my daughter Khadija Hassan. Hello everyone. Can we do a mic check? So when I speak, amplify it. I want to say I do believe solidarity is an action. That means we speak, we fight. We don't stand back and feel. That means when you see hunger, you feed someone. It is a travesty that we have so many indigenous women, girls, and two-spirit people missing for decades. It is an injustice that we've had four black lesbians murdered in 20, the end of 2017 and the beginning of 2018. It is a travesty 
that not even one month into 2018, we lost a trans woman to interpersonal violence. It is a travesty that our undocumented siblings are under attack. It is a travesty, a travesty that my cousins can't even visit. My cousins can't even come here. My cousins were decided that they are undesirable, that they are not enough, that this war is more important than their sovereignty, than their health, than their liberty. Let's speak against imperialism, against the injustice done to our sisters, our siblings in the third world. The fact that Tomahawk bombs can fly over Libya, over to over Syria, that we can drone strike Hamad, we can drone strike preschools, that we have our sister in Palestine in prison because she stood against an occupying force. When we say that we are marching for women, that does not mean we are marching for imperialistic feminism. We are not marching for white supremacist feminism. We are not marching for colonialism. We are here to fight, to stand, to die together. To live together, to love together. One thing as a woman I have to say is, poverty is violence. In the words of Coretta Scott King, the reason why we celebrate Martin Luther King, we have to remember her legacy is poverty is violence. Every time a child is hungry, it is an act of violence. Every time a young girl or boy does not have an education, that is violence, that is intergenerational. Violence. I need to hear you say, poverty is violence. Poverty is violence. Thank you, Seattle. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now we're going to bring up Marquise Avery, the senior organizer for Trump Resistance. Let's try that again. I said good morning, Seattle. If you're fired up about turning America blue in November, give me a hell yeah. If you're fired up and you're ready to hold Republicans and Donald Trump accountable, give me a hell yeah. My name is Marquise Avery, and I'm the senior organizer for Trump resistance with Fuse Washington the largest progressive organization in the state. As you can probably tell by just listening to my voice, I'm not originally from here. In the words of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., we may have all come on different ships, but we're in the same boat now. My ancestors did not arrive by way of the Mayflower seeking sanctuary from religious persecution or by way of Ellis Island escaping famine and war. They didn't come on ships after the Holocaust or reach our shores fleeing political retribution 
or to give their children a better life, but rather they came by slave ship, sent to America to make Cotton King. They were handcuffed together like cattle, stacked one on top of each other, and forced for months to lie down in their own feces. I'm a descendant of what Donald Trump would call people from shithole countries. Like many of you, my ancestors fought to make America their home. Many gave their lives for us to have the right to vote, and we will continue to fight for an equitable and more just society for as long as we live. I want to cut to the chase. I had a longer speech written, but the rain, I'm going to kind of bring it on home. I want to switch around a few words, but I want to leave you with this poem. Somebody said that it couldn't be done, but she, with a chuckle, replied that maybe it couldn't, but she would be one who wouldn't say so till she tried. So she buckled right in with a trace of a grin on her face. If she worried, she hid it. She started to sing as she tackled the thing that could not be done, and she did it. Somebody scoffed, oh, you'll never do that. At least no one has ever done it. But she took off her coat, and she took off her hat, and the first thing we knew, she'd begun it. With a lift of her chin and a bit of a grin, without any doubt it or quit it. She started to sing as she tackled the thing that could not be done, and she did it. There are thousands to tell you it cannot be done. There are thousands to prophesy failure. There are thousands to point out to you, one by one, the dangers that wait to assail you. But just buckle right in with a bit of a grin. Just take off your coat and go to it. Start to sing as you tackle the thing that cannot be done, and you'll do it. Let's go defeat Donald Trump. Thank you, Marquise. Now it's my pleasure to bring up Amy Nielsen from The Riveter, the only coal, uh, only workspace coal lab that's owned by women here in Seattle, here on Capitol Hill, The Riveter. Thank you. Good morning, Seattle. There are so many reasons we are here today. I see signs for equality. I see signs for justice. I see signs for our sisters. I am here for my daughters. Today, we can use the collective voice to change the course of history. Last year, I held my little girls in my lap when I voted for Hillary. In the days that came later, when I realized she wouldn't be our president, and that my daughters would grow up in a world where that hardest, highest glass ceiling had not yet been broken, I turned my life upside down, and I left a decade-long career as a lawyer to start a space for women. We are the Riveter, and we're built for all of you. I named her after Rosie, and although Rosie wasn't a real person, the people that inspired her were. They were our granddaughters, our mothers, and our sisters. They kept the American economy and the nation alive while we fought a war abroad.
Today, the economy doesn't bear much resemblance to what it looked like in 1940. But one thing remains true. When women are called, we show up! <laughs> Investing in the economic empowerment of women is a profound and radical act. We can change the country with our voices, with the companies that we own, in the workplaces, and by the hard and unpaid labor we do in our homes. I am proud to be a voice in this economy. Women are the leaders of the economic future of this country. Donald Trump may try to say that we aren't, but no matter what he tweets, we know the truth. <laughs> the lyrics to the famous Rosie the Riveter song say Rosie is making history, working for victory. We aren't fighting a war abroad anymore. We are fighting a war right here against a president who doesn't value us and doesn't share our worth. And we will win. Today we march, tomorrow we act. But every day, like Rosie, we show up for victory. Thank you. Seattle, some people it rains on, they just get wet. The rest of us feel the rain. This is Seattle, this is our city, this is our country, this is what America looks like. This is what democracy looks like. This is a welcoming city for all people to come and live out their dream, their truth, free of fear. Please help me welcome to the stage Anila Asali from the Muslim Association of Puget Sound. Thank you. Seattle! It feels good to be back for a woman's march! Peace be upon you all! My name is Anila Afzali, and I'm with the American Muslim Empowerment Network at MAPS. A year ago, I stood before you and spoke about Islamophobia. Since then, anti-Muslim hate crimes, along with discriminatory policies, have intensified. The dark times we're facing remind some of 1930s Germany or Japanese-American internment. But we've also witnessed something incredible with thousands of you showing up at airports across the nation to oppose the unconstitutional, cruel Muslim travel ban. And when the largest anti-Muslim hate group came to town, a diverse coalition of you, from feminists and freedom fighters to clergy and conservatives, came together to say, Seattle stands with our Muslim neighbors. And when harassers showed up at mosques, some of you showed up as protectors. That's, that's light in the face of darkness. And as my Sikh sister Valerie Cower described, the darkness we're facing might not be of the tomb, but of the womb. And we have to, we have to keep pushing and pushing in a labor of love to birth a better tomorrow for all of us.
And guess what? Women are experts in birthing. And that's why 2018 is ours. We will further rise and organize, persist and resist, protect and elect, heal for real. Time's up. I'm still a proud American Muslim woman, and we have a proud American Muslim community here today and here to stay. We're doctors, nurses, teachers, students, authors, lawyers, business leaders, and more. We march in solidarity with all of you and in support of our indigenous women, sisters leading the march and raising awareness, and in support of our black sisters who continue to inspire and lead. We stand for justice for all, from America to Africa, Haiti to Hiroshima, Puerto Rico to Palestine, and Standing Rock to Somalia. Because our various struggles against injustice are connected. My liberation is tied to yours. And Islamophobia doesn't just affect me, it hurts us all. So talk to your American Muslim neighbors who are here today and join us tomorrow for the Women Act on Seattle Day of Action at MAPS, the Redmond Hub. And you can sign up for other action items by going to maps.gd slash act. We are all in this together. We will love and protect each other. No ban, no raids, no wall. Justice for all! Thank you! Santa, make some noise! And on behalf of Congresswoman Pramila Jayapal, the first Indian American woman elected to the Congress of the United States, please welcome to the stage, Rachel Berkson. Hello, Seattle. I am Rachel Berkson, and I am District Director for Congresswoman Jayapal. I have a statement from her to read to you. Hello, Seattle Women's March. I am so sorry that I can't be with you today as planned, but I'm in DC for the same reason that you are marching today. Because I am holding strong for our progressive values, namely a real solution for our 800,000 young people who are dreaming of a future in this country, whose lives Donald Trump threw into utter chaos last, last September by rescinding DACA. I want you to know that the government did shut down last night because despite broad support for DREAMers, Republicans who control the presidency, House and Senate, have embraced the president's extremist position on immigration and tried to use these people's lives as a bargaining chip. 
Democrats are ready to help reopen government because a shutdown is not good for anyone. But they must listen to us, protect the dreamers, and include our priorities. Also, yesterday, Republicans continued their outrageous and cynical attacks on women's reproductive rights and tried to pass a bill that is tailor-made to undermine a woman's constitutional right to an abortion and get in between a woman and her doctor. Boo. I voted no on that bill, and I will continue to do everything I can to protect women's access to reproductive, economic, and racial justice. Because, as you've heard me say again and again, I am not an immigrant on Monday, a woman on Tuesday, and a person of color on Wednesday. I am all of those things all of the time, and I will fight for all of those things all of the time. And let's be clear, because of women, young people, and people of color across this country, we are winning. We are winning in districts that Republicans have held for decades. And yes, we ran one right here in Washington State because of Monka Dingra, who you're going to hear from in just a minute. So we have a different vision of justice. We have a vision for our country, one that brings us all together and brings us closer to justice. We will stand for dreamers, Muslims, and immigrants. We will stand for LGBT community, for tribal sovereignty, for seniors and workers. We will stand for every gender. We will stand up for Main Street, not Wall Street. We will stand up for our planet. And yes, we will stand up for Haiti, Puerto Rico, and African countries, and every single place in the world that is seeking a better life. And folks, let me be clear. Our strength is in our unity. The future is female, young, and multicolored. Thank you all so much for everything you do. Thank you so much. So when I say Mike Shuck, you say Mike Shuck, Mike Shuck, Mike Shuck, Mike Shuck, Mike Shuck. All right, I know you guys are getting ready and this liquid sunshine is coming down on us, but hold tight, hug a new person, get close and bundled up because that's what we do as community. It's my honor to bring out Jonathan Sposato, the founder and chair of GeekWire. Thank you, thank you so much. Hey, men who are allies, men, thank you for coming out. Let's hear it from the guys, men, who are here to support your sisters, who are here to support your mothers and your friends and your wives. Thank you for being here. In 2015, I made a very controversial statement. I said that as a serial entrepreneur, as a tech investor, I would only invest from this point forward in companies who have at least one female co-founder. I don't think that's a controversial statement, but apparently it was. And I did that because of three reasons. I did that because I think that women make incredible, incredible leaders, oftentimes better than men. And we need to talk a little bit more about that. I did that because it is the year 2018, and there are still, there are still only 24 women in the entire Fortune 500, and I think that's a travesty. That is not because women are less than, that is not because women are not good enough, it is simply because oftentimes still, women do not have a seat at the table, in the boardroom, in the C-suite, at venture capital companies. And I did that because I know firsthand how to create companies, that we can all create companies. 
where women can thrive without fear of sexual discrimination and sexual harassment. And I want to encourage other business leaders to do the same. Thank you. In fact, I wrote a book about it, Better Together, that offers real solutions. I didn't do this to, to make money, but I did this so that um, I felt that it was important to show that men can be allies. I understand your struggle because I was born to a single mother and in, bad, in the bad part of Brooklyn in the late 60s. I saw her struggle to make ends meet in a man's world. Exasperated, she ultimately gave me up. So at the age of three, I was put into a taxi in Brooklyn and whisked off to a foreign country. And for years, I did not see my mother because she simply could not make it work. So let's all be better together. Let's all be better together, men and women. Let's do this. Thank you. Thank you. You brought donations of feminine hygiene products or food to donate, take it to the awning that's located over on the east side of the field. Next up, in the rain, welcome Michelle Storms from ACLU Washington. Hey! Hello, you beautiful people standing in the cold rain with your hearts on fire for justice. Listen, at the ACLU, we have been for 100 years fighting to hold governments accountable so that the promises of freedom and liberty are real for all people in this country, not just the ones born in this country, not just the ones of certain races or certain religions or certain genders, but for everyone. We've had to fight back against the, the hateful and unconstitutional actions of this administration. We've had to go in court to fight the Muslim ban, where we have been able to get uh, a man reunited with his family out of concentration camps. We've had to fight and, uh, in, uh, in court for transgender individuals who are not getting ne medically necessary health care. And we had have had to add immigration specialists because there's so many threats to immigrant rights under this jurisdiction. We have to stay on course to fight mass incarceration, where we are warehousing too many people behind bars, often for-profit prisons. Women are bearing the brunt of these costs. Women are holding the families together and paying for these costs. These are all the matters that we're handling. We're trying to enact sensible drug policy. You might recall the legalization of marijuana not too long ago. We are <laughs> We are fighting to make sure that our pretrial policies means that people are not locked up when they haven't even been tried, not able to go to work, not able to be with their families. Yeah. So we're doing all these things to try to keep people uh, out of prison, back in our communities, and to not treat drug issues as, as criminal matters when it's a public health crisis. Thank you so much for being here. These are the reasons why we march. We have to keep marching hold our government accountable. The stakes have never been higher. Thank you. Thank you, Michelle, from ACLU. Now it's our honor to bring up Aisha Juman and Anne-Marie Kimball from the Yemen Relief and Reconstruction Foundation. Hello. Are you all wet? Actually, we're just trying to keep you hydrated for this nice long march we're going to have. I'm not a politician, I'm a doctor. And I'm here because this administration is part of the largest humanitarian crisis in modern history in Yemen. 
For three years with Saudi Arabia, the United States has assisted in an illegal bombing campaign. More than 10,000 people have been killed. They're not bombing military targets. They're bombing civilians. And you know what? They're bombing hospitals. And that really pisses me off. So I'm going to introduce Aisha Juman, who has founded the Yemen Relief and Reconstruction Foundation. Aisha's family is in Sana'a. We've known each other for 30 years plus when we met in Sana'a. It's my pleasure to introduce her and listen to her. Listen to her and stop the bombing. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I'm honored and humbled to be with you today. People who care about our country but also care about a just, inclusive, and accepting world. I wanted to bring the attention of the people of Yemen, the poorest country in the Middle East, that has been suffering for three years of Saudi-led coalition bombing and blockade that, with active support of the U.S. government, resulting in the greatest man-made famine in our lifetime. The Saudi-led coalition imposed a blockade on Yemen in 2015. The blockade only allows less than one-third of the Yemeni essential goods into the country. Human Rights Watch stated, quote, the coalition imposed blockade may amount to starvation of civilians as a method of warfare, a war crime, end of quote. Today in Yemen, there are 9 million people of 27 million people who are a step away from famine. The U.S. must support a peace process in Yemen without U.S. support, which includes mid-air refueling of Saudi jets that bomb civilians and hospitals in Yemen, and the U.S. Navy helping with the blockade. Saudi-led coalition would have to stop the war and the blockade. What I want from you, I want for you to contact their representatives and senators to ask them to stop U.S. support for the blockade on Yemen and the bombing of civilians. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay, we'll start. I want the rest of my speakers to come up to the stage. Okay, we're gonna do this real, real quick because we must step off, okay? So here's our wonderful, wonderful organizers today's march. One of them, Ali Lee. Are you ready, Seattle? Woo! All right, so just so you know, everybody freeze for a minute. I know that we are looking around saying hello to our neighbors that are standing next to us. How was your day? How wonderful it is out here in the sun. We are then backed up on the street here already, so we're gonna move out here after our speakers go, which will be just a couple of minutes. So if everybody just holds for a minute, I know you wanna hear the last speakers because, who is it? It's our AG. It's our AG, so you wanna hear him? Okay, cause he's here at the Women's March. Yeah, okay. So here we go, I'm gonna hand it back over to the MCs. I'm gonna head to the front and hold the line for everybody, so be nice, thank you. So it's my honor to bring out from the 45th District, Senator Marco Dingra! 
King Jr. famously said, if you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. If you can't walk, then crawl. But whatever you do, you have to keep moving forward. One year ago, a lot of us felt like even trying to crawl might be too much. We had entered the great unknown. We were scared. We were pissed. We didn't know exactly what to do about it. But we knew we had to do something. So we walked, and then we marched, and then we ran. And a lot of us won. It was quite a year. But here we are today, reunited. And I'm here to say, ladies, it is time to fly. Someone recently asked me, how does it feel to be part of the Year of the Woman? And I said, oh no, the Year of the Woman was in 1992. This is not about a year. This is the new normal. Women leading the way is the new normal. We are not going to wait to be invited to take a seat at the table anymore. We are opening that door ourselves, walking in and taking charge. Today, we have a record 22 women serving in the US Senate. We have 38 female mayors elected in the state of Washington. And we have a new sheriff in town. And many more women continue running for office more than ever. And a lot of these electoral victories, including mine, were driven by groups that grew out of the Women's March last year. Groups like Indivisible, Flippable, Sister District, by all of you here. And I hope more of you get involved in running. But I don't want to give the impression that I think running for office is the only way to fly, to make a difference. Part of what is making this moment more than a moment is that it's not just about big campaigns and high profile events. It's about finding each of our own power and using our own privilege, whatever it may be, to change the ways in which we are showing up in our daily lives for each other and for ourselves. So today, let's take the first step towards that world. Let's carry each other, let's walk, let's run, let's fly, and let's do it together. Give it up for Tiffany Hankins from Nero Pro-Choice Washington. Hi, so my name's actually Liliana Rasmussen. I'm the president of Huskies for Nero Pro-Choice Washington at UW. Um, and Tiffany has been working for the past seven years um, serving and fighting for reproductive freedom here in Washington. Um, so here she is. And I want to stand up here with Liliana today because our students and our, the young people who are fighting this fight are joining this fighter who are making it happen. So the people of the 45th District elected Dingra and put a pro-choice majority in our state legislature. <laughs> We stand poised to pass proactive policy, protecting all Washingtonians from Trump, Pence, and their dreams of Gilead. But we need your help. We, the people, have to be vigilant and demand that our elected leaders be bold and work hard 
this Monday. Several important bills are being heard in Senate Health Care Committee. You can go to our website, ProChoiceWashington.org, and find out how you can make your voice heard and help us push this, push this through. Your activism matters. And thank you so much for being here today. Welcome to the stage, Catherine Pratt. Oh, oh, wait, I'm, Woo! Sorry. I'm sorry. It's an honor to be with you today okay. to march for equality, pride, and advocacy. My name is Catherine Pratt. I'm a graduate student at the University of Washington and co-founder of Minority Veterans America. And today I'm speaking on behalf of the Truman National Security Project. I care about everything from evidence-based diversity to science-based entitlement. Hashtag seven banned CDC words. Thank you 500 women scientists for working to increase diversity in science and your scientific literacy engagement. Right now, I'm speaking to you as a progressive veteran who served in the Air Force. On average, across all the services, just over 15% of service members are women. This lack of representation and in institutional toxic masculinity combined to create a work environment where sexual harassment and assault are all too common and victims are consistently discouraged from seeking justice. As the Me Too movement continues to build momentum, we cannot forget Me Too military. Women serve too. We deserve and demand to be treated with respect and dignity. It is time to say no more to a culture that implicitly believes sexual harassment and assault are acceptable and should be tolerated. Call, text, and email your representatives to demand that MJA be passed, the Military Justice Improvement Act. On this, the first anniversary of the Women's March, we have a chance to inspire the next generation of women to have a career in public service. So rather than apologizing for racist and barbaric proclamations, we become international example of equality and unselfish sacrifice for the betterment of humankind. Join me in supporting our scientists, our diplomats, veterans, and policymakers as we work together to create a better world. Thank you. Now we have some wonderful representatives from SE, excuse me, SEIU 775. All right, my name is Sterling Harders. I am vice president of SEIU 775. We are the Caregivers Union. We represent 45,000 caregivers across Washington State and Montana. Caregivers are mostly women, and lots of them are women of color. And caregivers have been on the front lines of these fights for years. They said the work we did wasn't real work. They said we were just babysitters. They said you'll do this work for free. Why should we pay you? And the women in our union stood up and fought back and said, oh, no. You will pay us what we deserve. You will respect us because this is real work and this is important work and this is critical to the functioning of our society. There is a long history of caregivers being on the front lines in the fight against income inequality and racial inequity and gender inequity. The women in our union are fighters and they are fierce. I have one of our members here with us today. Please welcome Brittany Hampton. Hello, everybody. You know what? We don't just fight for women, but we fight for everybody. Not 15 for men and 12 for women, but equal pay for everybody in this nation. Yeah, equal pay and benefits. We shouldn't have to work three and four jobs just to make ends meet. We all deserve an equal pay. Can 
Remember, he can say he's gonna bury us, baby. But when you bury us, we just go deep. Cause just like the trees, we are gonna continue to keep standing. We're gonna continue to keep fighting. We're gonna let them know. Hell no, we're not going nowhere. Hell no, we're not gonna be treated less than April. All right, I want you to clap with me. My name is Heather Fucking Weber, community strength organizer for SEI Seven Seven Five. I'm gonna teach you a song. They tried to bury us, but they didn't know we were seeds. All right? They tried. They tried. They tried to bury us. Your turn. They tried. They tried. They tried to bury us. Listen to me. They didn't know. They didn't know. They didn't know. They didn't know we were seeds. Let's take it down. They they tried. They tried. They tried to bury us. Let me hear you. They tried. They tried. They tried. They tried. They tried to bury us. They didn't know. They SEIU775. It's my honor to bring up Tia Pawlodowski, the chair of the Washington State Democrats. Hey, Seattle! I'm Tina Pawlodowski. I'm chair of the Washington State Democrats. I'm the first female party chair in 25 years. The first lesbian, the first mom, the first kid to grow up in a union family, and the first kid of immigrants to become a state party chair. You're marching today, but I need you guys to do more than march today. I need you to rise up and organize after this march. Let me hear it. Rise up and organize. Rise up and organize. So we got four good women in Washington, D.C. right now. Patty Murray, Maria Cantwell, Pramila Jayapal, Susan Delbene, who are sitting there because of Trump shutdown. We want to send them a message. We want to give them some heart. So come on, let's do this. Let's talk about this. Let's say no deal without DACA. No deal without DACA. No deal without DACA. No deal without DACA. Washingtonians, we stand for everyone, and we are standing here to make sure that Trumpism does not happen here in Seattle or around the state of Washington. In this election, we have the chance to take back four congressional seats. We have the chance to return Maria Cantwell to the Senate, protect our congressional incumbents. There are 98 House seats up in the State House. There are 24 seats up in the State Senate. I need each and every one of you to work with us to pick a campaign to get going because you know what happens when we win? Change happens. That's what happens. This week we passed the Washington State Voting Rights Act, same day registration, breakfast before the bell, BAM conversion therapy, and so many other amazing things. And we do it, we do it because we elect fantastic Democratic elected officials. So it's my honor to bring one up. He is the chief Trump adversary in the state of Washington and around the country. 
He is the man with the lawsuit. He is the man that Trump has not been able to defeat. Give it up for Attorney General Bob Ferguson! Thank you, everybody. Good morning, Seattle. Are you ready to march? Are you ready to march? This will be the shortest speech you've ever heard because it's time to march. We have filed 19 lawsuits against the Trump administration. 19 of them. Six of those have been decided in court, and I'm not keeping track or anything, but so far, we're 6-0. and oh. We're 6-0. and oh. We're standing up on behalf of the environment. Is that the right thing to do? We are standing up on behalf of dreamers. Is that the right thing to do? We are standing up for women who have the right to access to contraception through their employers. Is that the right thing to do? My team is working hard every day on your behalf. They're working long hours. It's an honor to be here to help send you off on this march. And my wife is here. My kids are here. I want you to know we will not stop fighting for you and hold this administration accountable to the rule of law. Thanks, everybody. Have a great march. Thanks for streaming this extra episode of Speakers Forum from KUOW 94.9 Seattle. The Seattle Women's March 2.0 took place on Saturday, January 20th at Cal Anderson Park. Stay current with us by subscribing to our podcast wherever you get that podcast. Tune in again soon.